and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. My name is Jeff. My, and I, my name is... Why'd you do it different, Jeff? My name is I Matt. Did it di- I did it different because he did it different. Did he? No one did anything different. Uh, no. But we're all off to a wonderful start. I'm and it's great because you know why? This. this week's episode is going to be different. We're doing something a little special this week just to mix it up just for fun. We are going to break the format of the show... Um, so we're going to pitch each other ideas and then we're going to choose one and deep dive into it kind of collectively as a group. So we're going to have one big idea, hopefully this week, instead of three smaller ideas. I, so just gonna that's the plan. That's the, I, I would say that's even more like strict than I expected. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. This is going to be a looser episode. We're just going to riff. We're going to keep it kind of, you know, keep it loose. Keep it loose. So keep it tight. Wait, keep it loose. Um, exactly. But so do we, we want to talk about Jeff's ghost adventure? Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. I, I did uh, have a ghost adventure today. And, uh, Matt, I think you were almost more, well, probably more excited than I was. Absolutely. About it. I love ghost adventures. So, not many of you know this, but um, I have a professional profile on LinkedIn, which is a networking site for okay. all other professionals. <laughs> no, I like everyone and their mom, I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my new Facebook, so I'm not on Facebook. LinkedIn um, is the new Facebook because everybody just posts horseshit on there all I, the time. I actually <laughs> deleted it off my phone because I was tired of that bullshit. <laughs> I don't so, understand. Right I'm now, on there too, but I don't know. I really don't know why. I, have, I just do it because I think has, I'm supposed to. Has anybody ever benefited from LinkedIn? Like ever? No, I, I don't think so. I have come close to benefiting on several occasions. Really? Yeah, I, I get contacted by recruiters, and some of those have turned into almost jobs, some of which uh, I have, actually all of which I have turned down. But Well, Mr. Success <laughs> Story, what did you get contacted by today? So today, I get the best invite I've ever gotten. <laughs> this is such, it's not a good story. I don't know why we're building this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say the name of the, of the group because I well one I don't remember I'm looking it up right now but two I don't I don't think they're worried about anonymity I think they're like us they want to get their message out into the world they want to help so the world they want to put something don't. positive out there in a world full of bullshit right so all right um, wait so you're gonna say what it is yeah I'm looking at my network right now um, I don't know if you should advertise them you that could be a front for all we know that's true this could be. <laughs> Yeah, let's keep this on the DL. Okay, okay. So, earlier today, the to Matt's delight, I <laughs> get an email from LinkedIn, and it is a ghost hunting agency, and they were inviting me to connect, and so now we are connected, and I can send the messages, <laughs> and story. now I can <laughs> stay up to date with all of their ghost hunting adventures, and uh, it's it's definitely one of my career highlights. <laughs> a little backstory, if I may. Matt, you got me into Ghost Adventures, which is the most ridiculous, juvenile, but delightful ghost hunting show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, like it's a fight, treasure. Fight me, ghost bro. That's a, that's something they that's something <laughs> they say. <laughs> oh man, Zach is he's a character. Uh this is all making way more sense now. why you even posted that and then (laughs) why matt reacted the way he did now it all makes sense yeah it was i was kind of like uh confused okay so what's the the story this was like this was like halloween like two years ago i was like jeff let's watch ghost adventures and jeff was like what is that and i was like oh god thank you for this and i I sent it to jeff 
And this this had to be more than two years ago. This this had to be four or five. What? But because well, seems... I've gotten other people, or I've tried to get other people to watch it in the meantime. Okay. Well, it's been it's been some time. You started watching it. It's about uh, it's about some total bro jams that go into haunted houses and try to like provoke ghosts. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. So so the formula goes like this: bro jam and Earl pull up to <laughs> uh, a residence that may or may not be haunted. It's not because ghosts aren't real, and they they proceed to with night vision cameras and sometimes Xbox Connect cameras, which is its own light. <laughs> and so you'll see the you know you know when you go to the uh, like there's like the de- de- the de- geez I can't say this the developer mode of the Xbox camera and it shows like the like the the stick figure of your body to yeah, be like, the oh, overlay. Look. <laughs> Every once in a while, it'll show them like pointing this thing like into a dark room. And the, the Xbox camera is just like trying to find something because that's its fucking job. And you'll yeah. just see this like <laughs> stick man wigging the fuck out in the middle of it. Every <laughs> once in a while, and they're like, Oh, a ghost, the Xbox said so. <laughs> so they, they proceed overnight to scare themselves and um, hallucinate thoroughly they have they have some fun tech though that i've actually seen pop up elsewhere uh i uh they've kind of opened a can of worms into ghost hunting as a fascination of mine um it it kind of freaks me out but it's funny to watch other people do it listen one time one time with a friend uh my dad had had like a little night vision scope i think he got it for my mom just for like fun mm -hmm. and uh it was like a cheap one It it was probably less than 100 bucks uh but for for fun, me and a friend went down into my basement and turned all the lights off, and <laughs> I, we were gonna look through the, the night vision scope to see if there's any ghosts down there, and just just the idea of like being in pitch blackness and then putting this scope up to my eye and not knowing what I'm about to see through it was surprisingly terrifying. Just the, the moment right before I did it, and then it was fine because there's no ghosts. It's scary to think that something you know doesn't exist might exist. Well, yeah, there's moments where it's like logic doesn't work anymore. Right. Your your lizard brain takes over and it says, um, of course, ghosts are real, because how else could that bookshelf have tipped itself over? Exactly. Um, when it Is was... Danish here or did we, did we lose him? <laughs> well, you lost me. I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so a seance to get them back. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the seance episode. If someone should make this, not, uh, you guys I'm ever not... heard of a ghost box? Yeah, well, this is so. This is I was gonna some of the technology that they have that has leaked over into other things I've seen is I think what you're talking about, Danish. It it like scans frequencies, so it'll go yeah. through like all of AM and FM radio every second, and yeah. the idea is that it will capture because it's all random frequencies it just sounds like noise but if there's something real it'll talk back so it'll be like and then zach will be like is anybody here steven what and uh the ghost box says steven the ghost box says yeah like basically someone talking over the over spanning multiple frequencies uh so that or or in a way that the choppiness, it creates a continuum of some audio that your mind picks up on random, you know, patterns and, and it makes, makes it sound like words, basically. Um, a friend of mine bought one and he's super into this shit too. <laughs> and we, we went to the uh, graveyard 
He actually lives <laughs> yeah. next door to a graveyard. That's yes. where the ghosts yes. are. That's yeah. where they come from. So he has this. Go- he had this ghost box, and he was going through um, the frequencies, and it, and he heard a message, and he, he you can record it and save it, you know. And so he played it back for me, <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> you weren't a believer. You didn't get was, turned right on the spot. Uh, no. That's that's what's great about how they use the ghost box in Ghost Adventures because it'll be just like, or something like that, and they'll be like, "Oh, you just said kill the boy." Yeah, she's like, "Kill the boy, yeah, kill exactly. the boy." I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> we have to find a boy and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I should have left the lights on before we started recording. It's getting scary. Yeah, Danish. What did the recording sound like? It was uh, a normal voice of a person, and it had. I think I mean I think what he had claimed it said was get out, um, yeah. but it, it was wa- it was the I mean, groundskeeper of the right <laughs> yeah. of the cemetery. It's uh, it always sounds like something different than the person who wants to hear it here because someone who is using it to want to hear something they hear get out, but you listen back and it's just like oh he clearly said peach pie right like it was the, innocuous. What's the word that's different depending on what you want to hear? A synonym. No, or, <laughs> no. There's a specific like phrase or or a word that when you say it, it's like or when you record it, like a Rorschach test for audio, basically <laughs> something like yeah. I don't fucking know. who cares. Yeah, know. Here's the thing: Why would ghosts be at the cemetery? It's the ghost factory. We should rename so maybe, them that. That's where they go it, back to sleep. No, but like, okay, if a ghost, if a if a person dies, it the whole story is like, oh, they have unfinished business, or like they were so attached to this house, but like. If you die and then you get transported to the to the morgue where they take your shit out and then they like go bring you to the cemetery and dig a hole. Like, why is that where you stay? You made two stops before you got there. All right. Here's a question. You're, you're playing Destiny. Yeah. You're in the little <laughs> hub area. Correct. What the hell are you in the hub area? Don't you got missions to do? Well, no, you go to the hub area to figure out what you're going to do. You go back there to regroup. Wait, wait, wait. So you're... St- you're saying wait, you're saying the cemetery is, is the hub area is the is where the quest givers are at for ghosts. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think exactly. we have the premise for our game today. I don't know about you guys, but I think we've just stumbled into this is there, ghost. Is there hub. something there? Do we um, want to do the ghost game? Do we want to do the ghost hub game? I don't, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's we'll, we'll great see if we start. can tie it back in later. How about that? Let's put it on the shelf and maybe uh, we bring it back down. All right. Well, let's talk about the ideas that we had today. Danish, you had yeah. an idea that I think is a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So my my pitch, my premise, basically was, um, what if you took uh, an action game or or a video game of some sort, any genre that's uh, usually real time, and you put a turn based spin on it, and this is kind of been done before but what are some genres where it hasn't been done like Listen, have you all of our ideas have been done before at this point none of them none of them oh none of them um yeah well one most that of one that now. jeff said that that one that <laughs> jeff did that was nothing okay so literally live on the podcast so real, one real example would be a platformer like a platform how would how would a turn-based platformer work for example so any other genres you can think of a turn-based game that usually is like a unique spin on it Okay. Um, I have fact, I have a yeah, shadow of an idea, but okay. should do we have any other other uh, concepts we want to get out there first? Yeah, let's, so, let's talk about. So that. yeah, I, I was thinking we have FPS games are are like the most popular genre, at least on Twitch and stuff like that. So, um, my prompt, my my idea is 
can you make a first person shooter without any guns or shooting? And I know that there have been some games with cameras. And so I feel like that's kind of an easy out, but like, can we explore this space of first person shooters minus the guns and shooting? Okay. So, and you're also talking about not like first person narrative games either. Like something where you are right. actively doing something. Right. And, and there like have been an a action couple, sense. couple of things that have done interesting things with, with the first person's perspective. So we can talk about that. So I don't have a prompt, but I had this idea jumping off of Danish's prompt that I wonder if we couldn't tie it into Jeff's prompt because my idea is a first person shooter where nothing is turn-based except for the shooting. Oh, hmm. interesting. So you, you'll still be potentially like circle strafing and shit, but then... If he shoots, you get to shoot. And you can shoot as fast as you want, but yeah. only after the other person has fired. Right. That's where I'm at right now. Now, is there is there something that ties into these not being guns? Hmm. Hot potato. For, for, <laughs> the, for the turn-based thing, I don't know. Because I was thinking uh, not guns would be like physics stuff like you know force powers like kind of like a portal gun basically except you know yeah get remove the gun because you don't really even need the gun part of it so matt got to something kind of interesting that i want to talk a little bit about the idea of turn-based not meaning time stops and now i can decide when i do on my turn but rather time is still going but the flow of the gameplay is dependent on alternating actions with either the AI or another person. Yeah, but also also consider also consider how that changes when there's three, four, five people playing. Right. It's it's almost yeah. Like so, is if if movement is not or time is not part of that move, and those turns are just the actions you take, not again the movement. Then how does that how does that fill in? Can we redefine turn based? What. <laughs> You're getting a little philosophical on me on that one. I just thought maybe I shoot and then player two shoots and then player three shoots, but we're all running and jumping and doing regular stuff at the same time. Right. Let's. Uh, I have a thought that kind of works in with this a little bit, and this was going to be my proposal as to how the um, you know turn-based thing could work. Can I say one uh, thing really quick? Yeah. If, if you have a great idea and it goes against like this time or this this yeah. uh, uh, turn based thing, like let's just do like if this goes off the rails into something that's awesome and nothing to do with turn based, like sure, let's just keep yeah. going with it. No, I think that's good to point out. That goes for anyone. Um, okay, so um, there's a type of board game called like I don't know the name of it, but it's like a programming type game, and what that means is you take all your actions at at the front and then. Every, and then it plays out. So a famous one is a, um, a game called uh, Cult Express. And the way that works is you're on a train. You're like on a cool 3D-looking diorama of a train. And you're little bank robbers, and there's a sheriff, and you have guns, and you can shoot people. But the way that it works is you play cards that are like, okay, I'm going to move left. I'm going to move uh, you know, left to the next train. I'm going to move up to the roof of the train. Then I'm going to fire to my right. And you do those four things. And then someone else say, okay, I'm going to drop down. I'm going to move right one car and then grab the, the cash. And so everyone's doing this and they're thinking, okay, well, if that guy's going to go for the cash, then I'm going to go down, kind of like leading my shots, go down there and shoot left. So all those things do that. And then finally you play it out 
and you flip over every everybody's cards one at a time in a circle, all the ones that have been predetermined, and then you, it plays out. And it's very fun. It's very funny because you're constantly whiffing. One guy thinks someone's going to be there and then just starts punching and shooting in, in thin air, you know. I think it's a great idea, and it's, it's something that, we you know, again, board games is pretty common. Haven't seen it in video games all that much, and that's pretty much exactly what you're describing, where you... It's a little different than you're not programming it, but kind of you are. Like, what if you were jumping around, you're strafing, you're doing all this stuff, you're shooting the guns, but then it's almost like super hot where the bullets just kind of stay there, let's say. I'm glad you and, said that because yeah. I yeah. I kind of missed half of your pitch because I went on a super tangent adventure. Super, <laughs> in your head? A super, <laughs> a super hot tangent in my head is what I meant uh, with the word adventure thrown in for fun. Uh, uh but yeah, so the, the bullets going. just freeze in the air, and then uh, maybe you have to, maybe there's like, you, you you see where the person is, but somehow where they're aiming is obscured or something, and so you have to guess a little bit, because the final resting place where you stop is where uh, you're going to remain while the bullets all fire, like timer zooms for the bullets, and then they go kind of ricocheting everywhere, and so... That could be part of it. I, I have what an idea for this. Can I can I jump in here? Yeah. So uh, the super hot thing is perfect because each super hot scene is like five seconds long, right? So what if we set up a, a, a game, and I think this could work with the FPS genre, where you are in maybe not a single room, but a more confined space, and everybody has five seconds to act but you do not see what anybody else is doing. You just do what you think you need to do in those five seconds. You know, you vault over the table, you shoot in a doorway, and then your five seconds is up. And then every time you do that, it plays back from like a more of like a third person camera angle. And you see everybody else do their actions at the same time. And then hilarity ensues in the same way as yeah. you're talking about this train game. So okay. You can totally do this in a video game. Jeff, you're you almost nailed the thought that I had. Okay. Um, so imagine this. Do you remember the scene in, um, fuck, what was what was the Christian Bale Matrix movie? Oh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Yeah. at the end where you got the two Gunkata guys like trying to shoot each other in the head and they keep like smacking the gun away, but the guns yeah. are going off and they're kind of like yeah. dancing around each other. So imagine, I'm okay. Uh, I'm going VR. Surprise. <laughs> but I want you to imagine this. Okay, so you are face-to-face -face with another person holding a gun. And you can you can take one move. And the move would be, you know, moving your body. And then you can either, like, fire the gun or you can, you know, throw a punch and punch the person. And... Once you do that, your turn ends. I'm trying to like work the logic out in my head as I'm saying it. Um, so your turn ends, but then the other player's turn starts and they get to react to what you did. So they're always going to get like a kill shot, right? Because you're from their perspective, you're standing still. So they're, they're going to raise the gun up and shoot you in the head. But then on your side, you get to see that happening in slow motion and react to it however you want. So maybe you get like one blocking move and then one kill move. So you can smack their hand out of the way with your left hand and then get a kill shot with your right hand. And then these moves sort of, you know, jump back and forth between the two people. And what you end up with is sort of a equilibrium style dance like that, where you're both kind of 
knocking each other's weapons out of the way and going for these kill shots. The only thing I'm not clear on is how you win. I guess there'd need to be some kind of like time element or something. So I I love this and I can see it in my head. I want to make a couple little tweaks. Yeah. I think that each person should have like one second. And so you have one second at a time and if and you're it's two people in a room, maybe they're not like directly in front of each other, but maybe you know like 10, 15 feet apart. And that's how the round starts. And it goes one second at a time until somebody kills the other person. Maybe there's there could be just scenarios. Like in one scenario, you're far away and you get this kind of like matrix uh, subway shootout type situation. Mm-hmm. But then you could have another one where you're really close together or whatever. But what would be cool is if maybe on your turn, you start with five seconds and then every consecutive turn, you lose a little bit of time. So you have to start making these decisions faster and faster and faster. Mm. I like that a lot. This sounds kind of cool. So I, I'm kind of envisioning in this in VR, and I think that that this particular avenue that we're, we're going down right now could only be in VR. Um, yes. When you're in VR and you're moving, like as soon as your turn is done, you're going to want to relax. So I think that there should be like a little countdown for you to get back in position. Because um, if you're like too far away, it'll like eat all the time up as it interpolates or something. Oh, this is that's interesting. Look, uh, so. So you're centered in your little VR space, right? Which is typically about like six feet across. Right. Maybe, maybe maybe what you can do is in the in the scenario where you're like far away from each other, you you're centered and you can choose to just like run forward basically to the edge of your VR space. Mm-hmm. And that's your turn. And then while they are doing their turn, you just kind of recenter yourself back. But that the thing that sucks about that is like only people with ample space can do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I would prefer certain things like that because movement for me in VR is a luxury. I have like a maybe seven by five foot area. So like yeah. my front and back is much smaller, but my side to side is much larger. Yeah. Also, it's so, like if somebody has a giant room, like they have a huge advantage over you. Right. That's, that sucks. What, well, yeah, the one what I was game getting... I would uh, reference is Valkyria Chronicles. So this is like a tactics ba- game, like an XCOM type game, except it, there's no grids at all. It's all freeform movement. And the way that it works is you have a radius that takes up like action points. So um, imagine like a starting point, And then as soon as you start walking or running in any direction, a tether, like an invisible tether sort of appears from that starting point to where you currently are. It's almost like a distance measurement. Mm-hmm. And then once you get certain distance away, then it turns red and like that, that's two actions instead of one. So you can ah. either do, just like XCOM, you can do like double movement or you can do one action and then shoot or one action and block. And I was going to propose that that would be the solution of movement because then it's like, okay, I like if that. I stay still, I get two shots or I can move and shoot or move and move and something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's how that's... Divinity Original Sin does it as well. And I like that system a lot. And you can even you can even use like the teleporting of VR because yeah. you're not moving right. in real time. You tell it where you want to be moving to. And you right. can almost like you could do like a zigzag towards the guy, or you could do one move and a shot, or you know a move and a punch, or a block and a shot. Like yeah, so okay, so there's a lot of there's it's almost rock paper scissorsy. Yeah, yeah. So I, let me I go back to one really thing well. just to clarify for myself. So your initial pitch was like back and forth, right? Like now player two is reacting to player one, yeah, and not the program and see how it plays out. Yeah, sort of like okay. like. Uh, like if if Tory Bash, we talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Where, where except it's it's first person Tory Bash with guns. 
It doesn't have to even be guns. It could be just punching. But that's yeah, it could be punching. Anything, it could be knives, I mean, shot be... glasses. I mean, it could just be super hot too. Too super hot. Yeah, super hot too. Really too, too hot to handle. Ooh. Super hot. Oh, super hot's good. That's better than mine. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, it's definitely the worst. <laughs> okay, so I guess we didn't really solve. How does Danish? If you're against how does this VR get... idea, say it. Well, uh, I think it's limiting in some ways, but we so far we haven't hit that, so we can still run with it. Um, how does someone get the upper hand? Like, if one person's always reacting to the other person. How could they do something that the person can't react to? So well, it's, it's chess, right? Like you have to get that checkmate. Well, yeah. So that if I go, hit... <laughs> <laughs> that's all. So I think it. Explains. I think it comes down to what you were talking about: this dichotomy between moving and acting. Where if you can close the distance or get them in a position, you know, you can strike instead of moving that turn. You just take two actions and you cover your bases essentially. So. Like if I'm standing in a doorway and my opponent is standing in the middle of the room, they are able to shoot on either side of the doorway and that limits my options. I can still get out of it, but you see how you can kind of close the net around the other person by by sure, strategizing guess, about your movement. I mean, I, I don't know how that would work with two players. Like, for example, if you look at any tactics game like Mario Kingdom Battle or XCOM, you're always looking at opponents and seeing what their radius is and you're always trying to stay on the outside right so they don't melee you or right. you're trying to stay undercover and things and the way the reason why that works is because it's multiple people on either side and you have like blind spots that maybe oh i didn't see that guy over there i didn't see what i didn't think he was going to do that or but if it's just one-on-one i almost feel like there's no mystery like there's no way that you can't it's not about because even mystery. even chess you have two yeah even chess you so, have two so is this 2v2 or is it is it team based like a larger group no i i i'm i'm i kind of want to stand by the 1v1 because I, uh, here's a scenario and remember there's a decreasing time limit so you're you have to make these decisions faster and faster until you fuck up that's but a good point i the thing i like about your idea danish where you kind of get two actions is let's say i'm player one and we're uh, 10 feet apart and i decide i want to run kind i want to run like i want to close half the distance between us and then fire a shot at player one it then switches to his side and he sees that i have chosen maybe with there's like a ghost outline of my first action and he goes okay he's coming at me i'm gonna fire a shot right at that and then after i've chosen my first action i see the ghost of his second action and i go okay Okay, there you go that solves it he's fired a shot i'm gonna dodge left now he has to see my first shot and my dodge and so you get start getting into this thing where it's like okay he's dodging i'm gonna fire a shot where he is and then maybe i'm gonna fire a shot off in this direction and hope he dodges that way Yes. So that's the thing that I was missing before is that because initially I thought if every move is telegraphed, then I'm reacting. to. So Yeah. So you only telegraph the first of the two moves. Yes, exactly. It splits it up. So there is some like Yomi, you know, what are you doing? I already I saw that. So I'm going to do two steps ahead, you know, that sort of thing. So that that's great. That that totally works then. Yeah. I'm also wondering if there's like I mentioned rock, paper, scissors earlier. What if there's like a what if there's like bullets always beat a dodge? Uh, right 
dodge always beats yeah. a punch punch always yeah, i don't know i don't know uh no absolutely it should be like that and another thing i was thinking about is um the obstacles in the environment right so for example maybe you run toward um a bookshelf oh, or shit. whatever you could like knock a you, table up in the way or something yeah you knock a table up in the up in the air and then you dash out of the way or you set not an elaborate rube goldberg machine but you, you set something off that won't trigger until like two turns and so you can almost like set up your opponent it's like that fucking awesome scene in ronin where uh robert de niro ambushes sean bean with a cup of coffee do you remember this uh where he's... never no. so, seen that one i only watched so the Ro- racing scene the car chase scene so uh sean bean plays a character who's like really thinks he's like hot shit but he's like an idiot and uh he has this plan and it's stupid and de niro like totally shuts him up and he De Niro puts a cup of hot coffee on the table and then starts walking around him and like lecturing him. And then he starts to like get up in his face and John Bean's like kind of backing up and he makes him back up into the coffee and like spill it over himself. And it's like burns himself. And he's like, I just ambushed you with a fucking cup of coffee. And it's, it's amazing. I do so that's basically, that. man, yeah, that movie's so that's, anyway, that movie's fucking awesome. Um, so that, that'd be the thing. Like you're setting up these ambushes sort of, things that don't fire off and then the other person has to kind of keep and keep track of them or know what you're doing. And then if you, there's the thing that I wanted to get at, which this totally does is just have number of variables up in the air, because then you, it's like spinning plates almost where like, which way is he going to go? What is he going to do? What, what did I forget about? What, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. You can even like this, this could be like anime fight simulator, right? Where, Oh yeah. Like I knock a table up in the air as my first action and then just like punch it directly at the guy as my second yeah. action. And like you get these things up in the air and like there, there's also like essentially like stage hazards, right? Like there could be other things that you try to push the guy towards like traps. There could be grenades scattered around that you can throw. And then those are on like a number of round timer. It's kind of like uh, a, yeah. a turn-based blade and sorcery almost. I don't know what that is. That's that that's is. that VR one where people are like hacking up bodies and stuff like that. It's not more how it came before that. Um, well, anyway, so oh I, shit, swords! Yeah, you could just like actually do like a sword fight. You could you could do you Definitely. know what you know what you do is as you play the game you unlock new and different weapons and they're not more powerful. They're like they behave completely differently. Yeah, yeah. Actually, another great reference is a turn based um, um, a turn based Nidhog. Okay. Because yeah. Nidhog, especially this Nidhog too, what you if have it's swords, you have crossbows. Well, I assume that you're not letting that go. So, <laughs> so yes, so in VR. One of the cool things about VR is that you are tied to your perspective. There's no getting away from your perspective, at least when it's a first person game, and most of them are. So, like the whole table flip thing, you know, you do your actions, which are k- kick the table up into the air and then you punch it towards me. But all I see is the kick up into the air. So, when that happens, the table's in between you and me, and I cannot see what you're doing. I can't see where you are. Like, yeah. there, it, there's obfuscation there, and you can play around with really cool things there. The other thing is this whole misdirection idea. Like, I love this idea of, of the surprise ambush. Like, maybe you cut one of four legs off a bookshelf, and then you're, like, running around, and you're kind of kiting the person in front of the bookshelf. And then for your final action, you throw your weapon at, one of the other legs and the whole thing collapses on them and you win the round. Like those things. Oh, I, that's all. That's awesome. I was actually thinking you were going somewhere else with it where you, um, you see the guy running towards you and like, maybe there's a move where you vault off of a table for like an extra, you know, 
damaging strike down or something yeah. like that. And so either if you think that he's going to go off the, after the table and if you have two actions, you can run toward it and then slice the uh, leg off. Then his thing plays out. He didn't think you were going to do that. He jumps on the table. The table collapses and you go tumbling. And now you're stunned and you only have one action the next turn instead of two or something like that. And that gives them the other guy the upper hand. Yeah, that would be coming cool. In closer. Like hey, guys. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. What if there's like metal objects scattered around the level that you could bounce bullets off of? Definitely. And then yeah. what if you could pick up an object and throw it and then bounce a bullet off of it while it's in midair? What okay. about that? I think I think that's absolutely fair game. I think the physics taking over though is going to make that shot a one in a fucking million. But when that well, happens, you're YouTube in so, that shit. Since it's since it's uh, since it's turn based though, there's no reason why it couldn't give you like a line showing where your shot's going to go. That's actually a great idea. You do the whole pool right. trajectory thing. Yeah, God, and you know what? When this fight ends, it has to show the fight in like regular speed, right? Like, oh from yeah, third person. You should get a full video editor with like time dilation and stuff, and you like make your own John Woo cut of this. There are doves flying through the window, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, it's raining inside. Man. It's raining inside. Yeah, this is a this is a this is Action Man Two. Action Man Two. Action Men. <laughs> it yes. really you is. Can, it's it's you first person Action Man, but it's just the um, name. So. I don't know if you guys caught this, but in John Wick Hex, uh, it's kind of like this, you know, slow-mo timeline-based thing. But after you beat it, it does play it back in full real time. Oh, no shit. That's nice. Just, yeah, God, that's that. a thing they're doing. Yeah, I, I wish awesome. Superhot did that. Yeah. Like Superhot VR? Well, it, why don't they do that? They do that, but they do it with your head. Like, your head's always swiveling everywhere. I don't give a shit. I want to see, like, even if it, it's... Because it's going to be janky as shit, right? But I want to watch, like... A third person third camera. Person. Yeah, yes. third person yeah. camera of this janky weird dude just like swinging his arms around weirdly and things happening. That sounds super fun. There was this uh, one scenario in Super Hot where you have three guys coming at you, and it's right after you get your like telekinetic explosion power. And after you get these three guys, you actually teleport forward from where you were standing. And there's two more guys up on a balcony, and when you start, you have this gun. And it took me a few tries to get it, but I eventually got it where when I finished the first scenario, right as the timer went, I threw the gun forward and oh, yeah. I threw it at just the right angle so I could catch it in the next scene yes. and then pop the two guys. And like when I finally nailed that, it was amazing. It felt so good. And there's crazy trick shots on YouTube doing exactly that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, or like extreme. there was a I, I remember seeing a run where it was just katanas and the guy was just throwing katanas. He never like swiped with it he's just like grabbing in midair and throwing and it he clears a room of like 12 people in you know three seconds uh but it was so cool oh my god what if you think of the uh, what if you could throw a gun and shoot the trigger of the gun? <laughs> i think you have to now that you've said it you birthed perfection into oh, into the world this sounds so good this is the dumbest but funnest sounding thing i've ever heard so, yeah. so we have we have one game this episode, and we have fleshed out something really, really fucking amazing. I want to hear weapon suggestions. We've heard grenade, we've heard gun, we've heard sword, sword which could uh, be a bunch of different things, right? Like you know, broadswords, katana, uh, crowbar, uh, monkey wrenches. Like, w- what else can we throw in this game? What that if just be there ridiculous? could ridiculous? There could be a mini gun that takes like one turn to spin it up, and then the second oh, yeah. the second turn just like shits out bullets everywhere and the guy has to spend like his whole turn trying to trying to dodge all of them yeah 
See, okay, like here, items like that that idea. change the flow of the game are so cool. Yeah. All right. What if this was um, 2v2, except you still control both characters on your team? So it's almost like Super Time Force, but oh. meets Super Hot, you know, Super Hot 2 in VR, all that stuff. So I'm, I can like basically just teleport back and forth between my two guys. So gotten, you know, guy one, he goes and runs and does the shoot. And then, you know, the second player or not the second player, the um, other teammate, he's going to just vault off the table. And so now you have two guys coming at you. And then you as the player, the, you know, the other, the other team has to think, okay, well, this guy's closer to that guy, or maybe this guy's a better angle. And so it's a little bit more of that XCOM, but using all the same mechanics we've discussed, that'd be a whole nother. I think that could be a whole different move or a whole different mode. Mode, And I want to see like mad bonus for killing both teammates on the same turn. Also, Also, I, this, this is a game that could have so many different modes. Like you have the one V one and the two V two with only two players. But like, I also love the idea of, and I think and the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think you should be able to like choose a loadout because now yes. that I think about it, there's nothing I want more than for my partner to basically choose like a captain America shield and, <laughs> and like, Oh my God, like a yeah. handgun. And then I choose like, uh, like a suit of armor and, and a Iron Man blaster, and he can throw his shield, and I can bank shots off of it. Like that would be yes. that would be such a cool feeling of teamwork, where like he throws something, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I miss, I miss," and I'm like, "Oh, I can, I can shoot it back into their trajectory, though." Yeah. So yeah. I, I like everything about that, except the suit of armor. I think that you should be. I mean, obviously, one hit kill, uh, cosmetic stuff, a hundred percent. Well, maybe as weapons, it just buys you like. A, a, like one hit you get like one free hit okay yeah because um, you're also or, sacrificing or also, a weapon for that that's that's armor. a good point or it could be like encumbered like you get you know less actions or whatever oh, yeah, or, yeah. or you can only move a certain like your movement distance is halved or something shorter. yes yeah. yes uh oh, God, yeah so like that's here. that's what's great you could put any any weapon any implement of war you can think of into this it totally game. changes like, the strategy dlc yeah. is just to the moon on this <laughs> well because obviously you can't fit everything in at release you know like not, you're always going to think of day. another weapon you're going to think uh oh i should i should have a weaponized orange or or um i should be able to have a blender that i can like drop on someone's head while it's running or that stuff could be like level based too like some of it could be i mean those two examples in particular could definitely be but like, it's so easy to think of something new once you've thought of a whole bunch of things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like, okay, we've done all that. Oh, I didn't even think about this whole other area of, of improvised weaponry that we can put in this game for the loadout. Right. And then also you have a slider. So you know how in Mario maker, if you guys ever played that, where like you choose the kind of skin for it, you can, do you want this to be Mario one, two, three, and each one changes the graphics, but then some of them give you different abilities and stuff. What if there was a, like, genre or era rapper on it so like you go into medieval times and now everything's like you know swords and crossbows and suits of armor and then you go sci-fi and you have like avengers type stuff whatever then of course you have to go time cop where it's like lasers <laughs> in medieval times well, i was gonna and, say there would be a free-for-all mode where like any time yeah. period could go with any weaponry yeah but I and like the idea of having it's almost just like, like a, ra- a visual visual wrapper that would make it really fun. I think. But you could do like specialized multiplayer servers with that too. You could be yeah. like, okay, this like you can go into multiplayer and you can 
like join into the queue for medieval only or uh, western only or sci-fi only so many variations within it that you can play around with like medieval even you have like straight medieval you have high fantasy medieval like i could equip the fireball for like one of my weapons and then i could equip like yeah it takes like one whole action to do your like dr strange motion yeah, yeah. to like summon it and then your <laughs> second action is like you know aiming it or whatever yeah. seriously the sky is the limit on this and i think that's amazing because not only can you change all those weaponries but you can change the layout of levels which will dramatically change the way the fight like imagine an old-time western saloon there are tables everywhere there's a bar you can hide behind there are windows and like the swingy door things and then you take that and you go to um like sci-fi and you're in the like main bridge of a spaceship and like it's a completely different layout there's like different floor levels so you have altitude or a uh, height to take into account like ugh, it's this is amazing this is every every game ever all in one i'm gonna blow your minds again all right <laughs> you know what Someone should not make this because I'm going to fucking make this. You're not going to make this. You're not going to make it. I'm going to make it. And this. we need the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It'll be a challenge. Who can make this first? <laughs> well, it's going to be a stalemate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this. This has me very excited. This is, you know, we, we've, we've hit on this a couple times in in recent memory where there is a game so good i really just want to stop what i'm doing and play it right now and this is definitely one of those games yeah every once in a while we do an episode that's depressing because we come up with an idea for a game that i want to play and i can't Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist yeah 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 Yeah. this is one of those episodes i want to say um there is a current trend we touched touched on this earlier there's a current trend of games that tell you what the enemies are going to do so there is um, that game Slay the Spire, the kind of deck building game for PC and Switch. It's a it's a deck building game like Hearthstone, except um, on the enemy's turn, it tells you what the enemy is going to do, and so it create and every enemy. So it tell it gets creates a strategic opportunity of like I'm not just reacting. I mean I'm reacting to things and making decisions like okay he's going to attack me. That guy is going to do a magic spell. That's more dangerous, so I'm going to dodge against that, and I'm going to take the hit from this guy because it'll be worth it. And so, and then it plays out. Same thing with Colt Express. Like I just, well, Colt Express is a little different. It's like a programming game. Um, there's another one. So there's a, a board game for Power Rangers that just came out, and it's supposed to be actually like very brilliant mechanics to it, where again the enemies lay out their cards, and you know what they're going to do, and then you as the team have to take down different villains or go across the city and you know solve different problems and things so this is actually becoming a current trend a lot of games are doing this our idea today takes that kind of to the next level in that it mixes it with the tactics XCOM game where you don't know what they're going to do i love that's my favorite thing coming out of this is i love the idea of the one action is telegraphed and the second action is not telegraphed and I don't think that's exactly been done yet. And I think that's kind of the key to this thing. It's it's such a cool flow too, because player one goes uh, and then the first action plays. Player two goes and then their first action plays and then the second actions play at the same time. And then you start the whole thing over again. Like it's the that flow just feels so slick in my mind. Well, 
I think we nailed it. I think we yeah. did it in one. I think we did it in one. Somebody should definitely make this. Someone, Someone should make this. Someone does. Um, that is if I don't make it first, because I'm going to make this. <laughs> um, real quick, though, we can't forget Into the Breach, which I think is is kind of the That's catalyst. That's another example of telegraphed ideas. For, exactly, yes. for this, at least a new trend of this. Um, it's so elegant. Yeah, totally. Uh, that was an awesome episode. I think we, um, you know, we may not stick to this format, but it's something definitely we should come back I think to, we should, you know, maybe alternate. We should or something. do these every once in a while, at least. Yeah. Yeah, for exactly, sure. For sure. Uh, awesome. So that was, a that's it for this week's episode of someone should make this. Um, you can follow us on, uh, Twitter at, at make this podcast, email us at should someone make, should someone make, <laughs> should someone make this, someone make this or should shouldn't someone they? do it? I don't know. We're not even sure. <laughs> We're not even sure. Well, this one they should. So uh, email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this new format. Um, give us a rating on iTunes. And thanks to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now someone should make it. Unless Danish does. Um, before we get to that, uh, I want to tell you a story. <laughs> I felt like we were on a Since roll. <laughs> God damn it. No, do your stupid story. Um, since we're talking about stupid shit. Um, what? I'm going to blow your minds. All right. Blow me, Danish. When I was... Woof. Dan- oh, wait, uh, <laughs> that's the cut yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> We had met, uh, we had discussed this earlier where we were going to yeah. What's uh, the timestamp? Mark uh, sixteen forty eight on my audacity. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you write it down. Yeah, you're the editor. Um. Anyway, uh, this is this is just so pointless. I don't. I wouldn't. Even, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say the story. It's a good story, but I'm not gonna say. Do it the story. Just, Let's just get it out there. Just get it out there. This is, we're just wasting time. All right.